This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Cool, 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 trap, sunson, trap, sunson, trap, sunson, trap, dunson, trap, Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roaster podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Ween Dog. What's up, dude? We're waiting for Vince. We're waiting for Shang. Uh, we're wait- Jake Ellenberger uh, canceled. Uh, somebody else can't. Whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Okay. We got. We're here, all right? That's the most important thing. And uh, yes, it's going to be a great show. Uh, we're going to cover everything. Life is good. Um, I did a, a, a fun Zoom show last night. That was, that was awesome. You know, just comedy itself, it just cheers me up. Man, it, it's like, when, you know, when, when, you, when you spend your entire life working at something and then it gets taken away, it's brutal, man. Um, and, and you're also it. coming off your high from you just did a show in Arizona. Now you're coming down from that high. Now you're going back to these Zoom shows, which I, I can imagine kind of sucks, right? It, it does. It does suck. It, it absolutely sucks. Uh, I, and in fact, I'm doing a, a live show on uh, Friday night. I don't even know why I'm doing it in like someone's backyard. And I'm just like, what? But just to prepare because I, I want to be ready. I, I hate the Zoom show so much that I'm like, I'll do anything but a Zoom show. Does it but, feel like this is like the, the prohibition era where it's like – alcohol is banned and illegal and so you have to try to find your way to sneak it out you know hide it in like bowling balls and shit so like it feels like super underground to go into somebody's backyard to do a show you know one thousand percent it does and that's the thing with california I, I didn't understand so like mayor uh what's his name um garcetti yeah mayor garcetti said if you have groups of like 10 or more he's gonna turn off the water and the power right so Which, ridiculous okay we're talking about a pandemic here, which you can actually help defeat by washing your hands. Well, yeah. what can't you do when you wash your hands if you have no fucking water? Yeah. So, so basically what it's saying is, like, now you have to get it. If somebody has it, you can't even, like, wash your hands because you're turning off the water. I mean, that's not what you want to do to stop a virus and germs from spreading. Obviously, you yeah. don't want to have, you want to have, obviously people, the thing is to not have these huge gatherings, but the answer is not to then shut up the water. People can't actually, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, like, now you're just threatening like citizens, you know, you're threatening them. <clears throat> well, you're saying that I'm going to make it so that you can't get the germs off your hand if somebody has the virus. Like, yeah. why would you do that? And give me a break. Yesterday, I signed a petition to recall Gavin Newsom. I was just at my girlfriend's house, and her mom walked in the room. She's like, here, do you want to sign this? It's a petition to recall Gavin Newsom, who is our governor. And, you know, he's, he is like a, in a mirror image of um, what's uh, the American Psycho character, uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. He looks exactly like him from that movie. He's terrifying. And he's Nancy Pelosi's, like, nephew. What a weird cultish, you know, government that we're under in California. Well, it's also funny that like everybody was mocking that girl at the uh, Kim Gulf Oil. That's his ex-wife. 
That's really? Kind of, yeah, that's Newsom's ex-wife. And now she's like Donald Trump Jr.'s like fiance. Yeah, or like girlfriend. your ex-wife left you for Trump's kid. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? I mean, I don't know if he's supposed to feel good or bad about that. If he's supposed <laughs> to know. be embarrassed by your ex-wife acting that way or feel good that she's no longer your ex-wife. Yeah, I will say out of the entire, because I watched every minute of the Republican National Co- Committee convention or whatever it's called. And I will say that is the most awkward moment from the entire convention was her super over enthusiastic speech. I give her props for being enthusiastic when there's no crowd there, but you know, you got to play to your crowd. And when there's no crowd, <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, judge on how you should act in front of them. I think that also happens when you have amateurs that, you know, she's not a professional speaker. I mean, she was on that Fox show, Fox and Friends. And I think she's sort of like a political analyst, but I don't know. It was, the whole thing is crazy. Um, the whole thing. She didn't make anyone look good, but she made some really funny memes. Um, yeah. Really funny memes. We're talking about Shang, how Mayor Garcetti, you know, in order to combat, combat people having gatherings of 10 or more or 20 more, shuts off the water and the power in your house. And I'm like, well, how do you combat a virus when you can't wash your hands? Well, like, that's actually, you just made it worse. Like, you just actually, now you're saying you have to get the virus. Uh, like, what are you well, doing? that's dumb. That was dumb. That's just more, there's people doing dumb shit. Just like little tapes that come out when people say dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, I like, like today. Uh, yes, like, that's right, Wayne. Out of the president's mouth to our ears on tape. And he said it. And I'm sure there's still be uh, UFC fighters with, well, fuck, man, whatever he meant, he didn't mean. What did he say? What did he say? You didn't hear the tapes that it's all over the news? No, I was with my daughter uh, he, in the park. Well, no, I saw you. You were, Yeah, um, he, he, there's a tape of him where he said that he purposely downplayed the virus. And they add, he said, but you're the president. You're supposed to be working on a solution. He says, what does the virus got to do with me? I mean, he's fucked. Look, at, you could literally pull up any news thing, or not even news. It's on Nickelodeon. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Anything wow. on, we ain't pull it up. And you can hear him. It's a five-minute long, and this fucking idiot saying exactly what he'd been doing since February. He knew that it was, he says, yeah, it's deadly. It's really deadly. It's deadly. It's airborne. That's really tricky. That's really tricky. And he knew this. He knew this uh, February. Is it on Pornhub? Because that's where we need to go look. That por- Pornhub. If you look on Pornhub, and in fact, if you look, go in, go under um, Golden Showers, and then scroll, scroll down. <laughs> well, the showers. Well, the showers got turned off by Mayor Garcetti. Oh yeah, that's true. All right. That's true. So, all right, listen. All right, let's stick to MMA. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, no, you know, I'd rather do that. This is an MMA podcast, so I got to ask you, Shang. Why is Joe Budden jerking off dogs? Uh, what's, Whoa. what's going on with that? I know that you are, you're a man of the culture. Uh, oh, actually I, no, I, I don't know. Do you hear about that? No, I, no. That was, that was trending last night that Joe Budden, it was like, I think one of his exes went to court or something. It was that he was masturbating dogs. And now there's a video of him jerking off a dog. Is uh, he a dog okay, breeder? Yeah, that, I, I, I don't even want to know about <laughs> that. If you're a dog breeder, I think you have to do that. He's not a dog breeder. He was on a podcast playing with the dog's testicles. Oh. And then the day before, Odell Beckham, one of his ex-girlfriends or, or ex-mistresses says that he likes to be shit on. Um, yeah. 
that like is this what's going on uh, do we have too much free time we're now we're finding out everything is, is it too much do we have to go back to work because yes, i can't we have to go back to work so we won't get shit on or or our dogs I, I i can't take any more I wait really, a minute you got time well you don't have as much time because you deal you deal yeah. with uh, um but uh <laughs> you know what that's something that was already in them they were already <laughs> All right. All right. So let's talk about uh, Nick Diaz. So Nick Diaz wants to come back. Uh, they're saying he's going to come back. Uh, he hasn't won a fight since 2011. I didn't realize that. Um, that's almost 10 Jesus. years. That is uh, 10. No, it's, it's longer than that. Yes. Yeah, almost, 10 years. Jesus. Almost 10 years, which is when he beat BJ Penn. Uh, since then, I think he, he lost to Anderson Silva, although I kind of thought he won that fight, to be honest. Me too. Um, and then, Are you serious, Wayne? You both think he, um, he won that fight? It was such a weird fight. It I'm was going off my memory from when I watched the fight, which was like six, six years ago or so, so yeah, I yeah. could be wrong. If I watch it again, I can change my mind. But just I think I that thought. Anderson, he eked it out. I don't think anybody won that fight. I think that was a weird. It was. Just, I, I thought he won my fight by lying down in the middle of the, of the octagon. I, I would have given him the round just for that. Uh, just for, <laughs> some people just just get rounds for things like that. All right, I'm just no. gonna put, I'm a full guard and just see. But no, I, I think that. And also, you got to sometimes when you're somebody at Anderson Silva's level, you got to absolutely beat him. You can't. Well, that's the thing. Also, is that he was like a weight class up, and he was such a big favorite. And sometimes when somebody's a favorite and a weight class up, you end up giving the smaller guy the close rounds or the guy, the underdog, because you're like, well, he shouldn't even be in there to begin with. It's like when you see like a really fat, out-of-shape guy versus a ripped guy. So many times they give it to the out-of-shape guy just on sheer – They're like, well, dude, he ate more donuts than you, bro. Just like judging-wise. I see that so many times. I, I forgot what fighter I was telling that. I'm like, I think you're just too shredded because people don't give you the close rounds. Because they look like you're supposed to be winning every time. That's a real thing, honestly. That's a. That's well, a that's what thing. I think's gonna happen when uh, you know when Stylebender fights. They're, they're gonna be like, well, the skinny guy did throw some good punches. <laughs> they're gonna. I, I don't I, even. Know. I don't know. See, I feel like there's not enough video and tape out on Costa. Like that's a, he's only had what like 10, 11 fights. It, it seems like and almost every fight, he, he just goes out and murders the guy other than um, the, uh, the Romero fight, which he won. The Romero fight, he won, but Romero put it on him. I wouldn't know if he put him on him, but he, he, he did. He, I, that was a weird fight. No, weird. no. If you, look at, if, you look at both, if you look at his face, and look at his face after that fight. He was yeah. fucked up. But Costa won that fight. Costa won, Costa that. won the fight, but I'm saying Romero put it on him. Yeah, Romero held his own. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll and, uh, Romero is 65 years old. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know. I mean, Cubans that come to this country, I honestly think that they just all put 18 years old on the, regardless of how old they are. They can yeah, I mean, the way and they say he's in his 40s. He's in his 40s for sure. Dude, he's a yeah. That's like the other guy. He's a mutant. That, the guy that played for the Dodgers was like that. Remember that guy that played for the Dodgers that was killing it for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, Got the guy's name. He was just like, I mean, these guys, Cuban boxers, we don't know how old they are. Uh, it just, it's like. Average somebody, 65, 65, Yeah, they just like, they basically roll a dice and say, that's how old I am when they get over here. Uh, but Romero, Romero always makes, I, other than the fight with Stylebender, I thought that was weird. There was a lot of hesitation. Other than that, the fights I've seen him in every time, even when he's lost, is still a good fight. Like, it's a good fight. And you don't, I mean, Romero is just a freak. He's a freak. 
Well, I feel like it's a good fight because he always has that one punch knockout wing where he could win in, with two seconds left. You know, kind of like right. Chris, Chris Weidman was winning that fight and then he was lights out. Uh, there are so many guys. Tim Kennedy was taking it to Romero, lights out. Derek Brunson was arguably 1-1 against Romero, lights out. I mean, he really has finishing power in every round, including the fifth round. And he's always dangerous. And the thing is, I think that sometimes people forget that when they're fighting him. I think sometimes people forget that, that he, he has lulls, that power. He lulls you to sleep, and he, and he gives you a – And he clocks you. Yeah, yeah. And he gives you a false sense of confidence. It's false but sense of security, absolutely. I, I think that – I think Stylebender technically is a better striker, and he can come in and he's going to try that. We don't know that about Costa. I mean – No, we, Costa's not. We, we, well, we think he's a better striker, but – no, Costa is not the better striker. Uh, oh yeah, Costa Stylebender is better as far as having the credentials of, of of Muay Thai and kickboxing than Costa. But we don't know. I don't know how good Costa is because I haven't seen that many fights that he's done. Uh, you I mean, know, like, no, I watched. I watched. A, I watched. There's a whole on YouTube. I watch a lot of like the the fights again on YouTube, and I watched some on YouTube. In fact, this weekend, and they were like. You know, it, it basically, he mauled a few people because he just rushed them. But he can't do that with Stylebender because he's going to step to the side and he's going to get fucking, he's going to get pieced up. We think that. I mean, look, you look at Stylebender's worst fight uh, or closest fight was against Kelvin Gastelum, uh, which was even. A great going, fight. That was, was one of the best amazing. It was even going into the fifth. Uh, if he fights that fight against Costa, I think he gets taken out. Uh, you but know, Costa, Costa's, is Costa's gas tank? We don't. Like, how do we know? Based on what? Exactly. So I, I would put it. I would put it more. I would give it more to Stylebender than I would him because he has shown he's gone through wars, and Costa hasn't shown like flat out wars where he's getting. No, we don't know. We don't know how good he is. That's the whole point I'm trying to say. That's what. I, have, that's why I think he has no idea how good he is. I watched his fights, and I'm telling you, and then I watched Stylebender. I'm telling you, Stylebender is no joke. All right, all I right, think, okay. All right, so you're pick. I'm picking Costa. Just for are you kidding the fuck? Are you serious? Yes, I'm picking Costa. <laughs> <laughs> Why are I'm you laughing, Wayne? Are you, are, well, I, you thought Adam, I thought Adam originally had Adesanya winning like a month ago. Uh, I Well, basically because uh, I'm friends with his wrestling coach. And, uh, oh. Uh, and oh, here you okay, go. here we go. We, yes, I am the OG Paulo Costa <laughs> picker. I picked Paulo Costa winning like six months ago. Not everybody's hopping on the Costa train. No, I'm not. Mm. I'm not. I watched his fights. And like Adam said, you don't know You don't know if – because he's mauled people. His cardio, I don't know if he can last. I don't think he has enough technical skill. He got – he's big and he's strong and he can move, but he's not as fast as – we don't really know how good a guy is until he gets tested, honestly. Like, that's the truth. You know, a lot of guys, and, and this guy's never lost, and he's been tested against Romero, and he won. Um, he, he, he was losing the fight against uh, Uriah Hall, and then he won. Um, by the way, Uriah Hall is fighting Anderson Silva for his oh final, for Silva's final fight. Interesting fight. I mean, obviously, if we're going prime versus prime, I, I don't think anyone beats Anderson Silva in his prime. Anyone? Um, Chris Weidman, I think, being the exception. But even oh, I mean, he lost. I just think that it there was a, a it was a a run where Silva was unbeatable. Um, right after after Rich Franklin, I just thought, what the who is this motherfucker? I've never seen somebody 
Once he, he got him, he plumbed him. Once he plumbed him, I was like, yo. He had six losses going to that, that Franklin fight. I mean, he in the beginning of his career, he lost a lot. He lost a lot. And then something happened where he, he something, a switch. And then he was a monster. He was doing shit that I was like, did he just do a spinning uppercut back elbow? Yeah. Did he just do a front fucking kick? And then Steven Skull tried to take credit. Like he that, thought he that was such but, a joke. I remember, uh, here, joke. I remember reading about Steven Seagal, like, getting mad at Daniel Cormier because he asked Cormier to walk out with him and be in his corner. And Cormier was like, no, I, I've never met you in my life. And Seagal was, like, really offended by that because I guess in, like, Brazil, you know, Seagal's still a, a huge star. So they, these guys had, like, a running joke of, like, let's have, hey. Seagal, let's have Steven Seagal in our corner. Sorry, Sean, I thought I sent you the link, and I realized I didn't. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, tell you uh, yes. So we're talking about Stylebender versus Costa. Now, I think Costa's going to win. I, I, something about it is uh, about – first of all, I don't understand how he goes from looking like, you know, uh, what's his name? I mean, he, he, he looks like not even Ricky Martin, like uh, <laughs> that, that other guy. Uh, the kid from Hawaii, what's his name? The, uh, Locked Open out of hell. Bruno Mars. Yeah, look, it goes from Bruno Mars to the Incredible Hulk in a week. I mean, I've never seen anyone shapeshift like this dude. But Juice! It's called Juice! I don't know what it is, but I think... Maybe Mr. McGee made him angry. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's going to take it. I, I think, I think he's going he's gonna, to gonna be Stylebender. What about you? Me? Yeah. I agree. I think his pressure will be too much. And uh, I saw him take shots from Yo Romero and laugh him off like they were nothing. Uh, so I think he'll stand and trade with him until he catches him. All right. Wow. You they, really think? Wow. I, I disagree. You don't think Stylebender is technically a better striker and will will know how – if he does all that pressures and moves forward, and he doesn't move forward, he doesn't even move lat- – he just straight forward rushes people. He doesn't move laterally. He doesn't, he doesn't dip it. He doesn't slip any punches. I don't know how many he can take to the fucking grill because Stylebender pieces people up. He definitely. Stylebender's definitely better. He's definitely better technically, but I just think uh, Costa hits so much harder. Kind of like uh, in Ganu, he doesn't hit as hard as Ganu, but he's only got to hit you once, you know. So um, he just, I think he'll uh, eat three to to land one, and I think uh, I think it'll be. I don't know. I hope so. Anyway, I'm a huge fan, especially since he can go from old Vitor Belfort to new Vitor Belfort in a matter of weeks. Like whichever, <laughs> whichever Vitor's old, whichever one's new. But by the way, uh, all right. By the way, the guy Vitor Belfort is fighting at one FC. Another guy who looks like a genetic freak, but he's only four and five. The guy's not. A, he doesn't have a good. Have, have you seen the guy though? What the guy looks yeah. like. He looks uh, like he looked like he, somebody made him in a lab. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm not he's actually short. He's short, but he's just jacked too. Right. So. He's like a. He's like a, a fire bug lifted weights. It's just. So he looks unreal. So Nate Diaz. So basically, Nate Leon Edwards wants to fight Nick Diaz because Nick Diaz wants to come back. And then Nate Diaz tweeted out to Leon Edwards, you got fucked up in the back for acting like you were tight. The fight shit is the same everywhere, in or out of the cage. This is because my, him and Masvidal are going at it, and Nate Diaz took up for Masvidal. Don't get punked ever. This goes for Kebab also. You guys are in last place now, LOL. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree with him. I agree with him. He did get pieced up in the back. He had his hands up, and fucking – Masvidal, that was some shit. And, and, and I think that if they fought, Masvidal would beat him. Well, we're talking about the Diaz, though, right? So then Leon Edwards says... Oh, yeah. He, well, Leon Edwards says when he sees Masvidal, it's on site. 
Well, I guess on-site means I'll fight yeah. you right then and there. You have to be Wherever ready. Wherever we're at, yeah. If we're I, at- I think they should have on-site fights. Like, actually have, like... <laughs> Starbucks. I saw you at Starbucks, bro. Yeah, just, fucking, just have like a everyone has a camera and then just um what but, kind of show are you trying to create? <laughs> yeah, man, I was at my baby I was at my baby shower and then you know it went down. What do you think? Something, something very exciting about things being on site. I, I something very like but it never actually happens on site though. Like No, it does. No, no, no. Masvidal, that was on site. Yeah, that was once. But I'm saying like, but when the guy says it's on site. It never happens. Like he didn't say. Oh, that's what you said. When, when the that's guy what cracked me up when uh, it cracked me up when Usman's like sent him out all like, what are you gonna do? He's gonna punch you in the face. That's what he's gonna do. He, like he will do it wherever you're at when they got into it on the street or whatever. Like same with Michael Bisping. Like Bisping realized that Masvidal really will fight you uh, if he sees you in person. Masvidal would fight me if I had a problem with me in person. He uh, he doesn't. He's back that down. type of guy. I mean, every yeah. interview I've seen with him, he just seems like, no, I'm really about that. I really will fight yeah. you. And I think the only reason he didn't do it with Ben was there was security. I'm telling you, there was a there was a video where they were in the, a hallway, and and Ben was saying some goofy shit to him. Why are you mad, bro? Why are you mad? And it just looked like Masvidal was gonna creep up on him. And yeah. Meanwhile, I've, I've hung out with Masvidal before, and he's the nicest guy. Like unassuming, uh, really? unassuming, quiet, just polite. Just a, like a real, like a cool person. Like just a nice person. That's the same, dude, that's the same with Nate and Nick. The first time I ever met him was in Sacramento at UFC. Before I was in the UFC, I was there recording Jake O'Brien. And uh, it's like UFC 83. Whenever St. Pierre knocked out uh, Matt Hughes the first time, which was awesome. But they came walking up, and I thought, here we go. Like them and their five or six dudes. I thought, I thought they'd say something cocky off the bat. And uh, I was like, these dudes are about to find out size does matter. And they came up being <laughs> nice. Like Nick introduced himself to me. said, how you doing? Who are you training with? Like start talking to me. Like, the nicest dudes ever. I was completely taken aback. Like, I was waiting to get sucker punched or whatever, like, because they had that whole crew with them. But they were, Nick and Nate both, the nicest dudes, man, ever. Nate, like, I, dude, I was, at the, I was at the Woodley-Steven Thompson fight, uh, too. It was, like, the worst fight ever. Whenever I miss a comedy show and stay, it's the worst fight ever. Whenever I leave early, it's the fight of the century. Uh, so, they're, someone's behind me, and they're going, you guys suck. Fight, you pussies. This fight sucks. And I'm Right away, right away, I'm like, okay, let's see you get in there. I look back, it's Nick Diaz saying this, right? So, uh, hilarious. So then, um, so then Nate Diaz goes, fucking write some jokes about these guys, right? So I was like, all right. So then I go, Nate, have you ever had a fight where you couldn't get going? He goes, he thinks about it. He goes, yeah, once in the fifth grade. He goes, this fucking kid hit me, and I, I and he told me the like this whole story about the fifth grade, but like, he wasn't kidding. Like he he like counts that as one of his fights. Like I, it's probably like his record is not his official record. It's probably like all the fights he's gotten to from like the third grade on. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I love about the Diaz brothers is that they're so mysterious. You know what I'm saying? They have like a mysterious quality about them. We don't know too much about their personal lives. We know that they're from Stockton. You know, we don't know about any like personal relationships with girls that they have. I know Nate has like Nate a daughter does. or something. Yeah, or, Nate does. They, they, Nick, they, he's, I seen some, um, some, you know, they make those little mini movies. No, yeah. he does. He, he's very like, protective of his daughter very i respect that a lot yeah he's he's totally into his daughter but i still think that if nate comes back um that, that's a that first fight but with leon that's a rough one to come I mean, in nick, i don't nick, know who they're, nick, i'm sorry nick, i don't know who they're gonna give him like you gotta think like okay if nick comes back and dana white's not holding him coming back i mean he basically said like uh he basically said look i've been hearing this guy's gonna come back for a long time yada 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 uh but 
they're going to have to give him a lot of money. And then who do you give him, right? Because he hasn't fought in six years. So if you give him a guy like Leon Edwards, who's at, more active, who's on a five fight winning streak. He's a monster. And, and hasn't lost. And so, or do you give him like Diego Sanchez, right? Or Ben uh, maybe, Askren maybe, with a new hit. do that rematch because. No, Ben Askren, I think Ben Askren's not. Well, Ashley just got hip surgery, so he's out. But you know, know who they're going to give him to? Who? Robbie Lawler. That's what they're going to do. Really? Yeah, rematch because Nick beat Lawler back in the day, and Lawler's past his uh, prime apparently. And uh, Nick hadn't been in there. Now, the sad thing is that I got Nick a hundred thousand signatures on uh, that White House. I don't know if you know that. I, I actually got Nick a hundred thousand signatures on that thing. I, he had started out with twelve thousand in sixteen hours uh, by tweeting every famous or semi-famous person I know. And then uh, it was to get his five-year suspension lifted. And then when the, uh, the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission lifted it, then he didn't fight anyway, which was kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't fight for five years anyway. But he was like, this is outrageous, you know, like uh, – but I'm glad he's back either way. I, I'd like to see him cash in a couple more times, man, before uh, he's too old. But do you think they could sell the Robbie Lawler fight? I mean, because I mean, Robbie yes. Lawler a, a three-fight skid. Yes, they can sell it. Yeah, I think if you – anything with Nick Diaz is going to sell, man. He's a – him and Nate. I'd love to see Nick against Connor too if uh, – if or if Masvidal or Connery the one beats Nate again, I would love to see Big Brother Nick step in and fight either one of them. I think you could sell that too. Like the oh, you know, Nick Connor would be huge. Nick Diaz versus yeah. Connor would be huge. I, I mean, think that that would be. I, I don't know if it'd be the largest, but it would be definitely up there. Have, yeah, up there. If I, not, think that, yeah. I think it would be in in, in in the same area. Who do you who do you think would win, Sean? Uh, I, Nick beats Connor. I think just too big for him. Uh, Masvidal and Nick, man, I don't know. That would be that'd be something else, man. That uh. If Nick is the old Nick, which I, you know, he never really depended on athleticism that much anyway. So I would guess he would be very similar to how he used to be. But uh, I'd rather see that one than him and Connor, probably Masvidal and Nick, I'd probably rather see. You wouldn't rather I mean, see Nick and Connor. Connor just for the shit talk. Uh, I mean, the, for the hype part, maybe, but as far as the actual fight, I think it'd be a one to 10. I think Nick is just too big for Connor. Nick is, Nick is definitely bigger than Nate, and Nate is even a little bit too big for Connor, you know. So, but apparently not. He beat him by decision. But um, Dude, Nate's, Nate's like a big guy. Like, he doesn't look that big on TV, but he's fucking huge. Like, like he's a like especially when he's not training or when he's not you know fighting, he's got to be about two fifteen. Like, yeah, he's over two hundred uh, pounds for sure. Uh, so also uh, some other news that we could talk about. Um, Paige Van Zant says her husband gave her COVID. Uh, like, she's like, my husband gave me COVID. What do I do? Um, Quarantine? <laughs> goofy broad? What do you think? Now, but, but it, 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 it brings up the question, right? Let's say we're, we're all single here. And you could have sex with Paige Van Zant, but you know she has COVID. Uh, Absolutely. On my wife's here. All right, this, all right no more of this. This question's over. Uh, but, but I'm saying, okay, so... <laughs> Did that get shut down? No, that didn't get shut down. Okay, what, all right, Sean, you know you're getting COVID if you have sex with Paige Van Would you do it? Uh, I wouldn't do it either way, but uh, I certainly wouldn't have sex with her husband even if I had COVID and he was pure. <laughs> like, I think what she should stop doing is posting naked pictures of him online. That's what she should stop doing. Like, I don't know what's going on there, but it's not, that's not a good look, man. So that's your answer? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Wean Dog, uh, you hmm. know you're going to get COVID by having sex with her. Would you have sex with her? She could tell me she has AIDS, gonorrhea, cancer. I don't give a fuck, dog. I'm going in deep. 
I don't give a fuck, dude. That's a great story to just to sail off into the sunset on, dude. Yeah, fuck my fuck my lungs and respiratory system. First of all, you can't you first of all you can't catch cancer. So I don't even know why that's even on the list. Uh, like, she could tell me she has a broken arm. Like like that's that's not anything that would affect you. You're not gonna uh, get a broken arm. <laughs> uh Shang, uh No, I wouldn't. I was joking. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Uh, really? Yeah, I'd rather, yeah, I would not, if she, if it was like, I'm going to get COVID. Yeah. No, no, I would wait for the woman that, I, there's too many, in LA, there's too many incredibly fine women for me to be like, well, Paige Van Sant. No, there's about 30 Paige Van Sants walking around here. Man, I'm the block. Like, all right, all right, so let's say uh, Halle Berry has COVID. Still uh, no. Um, is there any girl that you see with, with COVID? That if she had COVID and you're like, you're going to get COVID. No. Yeah. yeah. Not, not one, really? Not one. Not, not, it, I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. Pussies, pussies is definitely way up here, but I breathe. Is it because you're, you're 70 and you're that, like, you're in that upper age echelon where it could, it could affect you? Is that why? Like, uh, no, that's not even <laughs> What about the, what about the I, queen I of England, dude? Noticed. What about the queen of England? Now, there, I, I tap that ass. What about you know Kamala, what I'm saying? What about Kamala Harris? No. no okay. All right. Oprah. Okay. All right. All right. So, Shang, there you go. All right. You no, really if you're, you're giving me this impossible, like, you're going to get COVID if you <laughs> tap this ass. Like, <laughs> like no, if you, if you said, hey, man, you'll get a black eye, I'm like, fuck yeah. I, all of them, they'd all get the dick, but not COVID. I'm not getting respiratory failure for some pussy. <laughs> now, would I take head from him? Okay, okay, all right, oh, got, it. got it. Okay, it's gonna right. be tough with a mask on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can get just head with a side a little bit. It's the same shit. So okay. you would get head with a mask on. I oh, got it. All right. Now she got to wear a mask. Oh, she had to wear a mask. Oh, okay. So Tyron Woodley says he might kick uh, Colby in the balls during their fight uh, <laughs> and and get the point deduction. I mean, first of all, I don't know why he would say that now because now he's definitely, if even if it's accidental, he's going to get a point deduction because they're going to think he tried to. Uh, do you think it's going to happen? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm telling you, did you see the interview? I mean, they no. really, it's venom. They fucking hate each other. I think he'd be like, you know, yo, man, you're in a fucking fight. Bam, in the balls. How you feel? Yeah. I think he would do it. I think, and, and that will definitely slow you down. I don't give a fuck who you are. He said he's going to let his hands go. Do we believe him? Sean? No. Uh, no, I think you'll see more of the same from Woodley. But I did have a guy one time that I was supposed to fight. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I want to say it was Brian Veach. But um, he, um, he always did, like, the half-ass splits before he fought. Like, he'd come out, and he'd do the splits, except he had one leg tucked up. So that's not really the splits, right? It's just like right. a 90s dance move. So he would do that. And I told him beforehand, if when we fought, he did that before the fight, I was coming out and kicking him straight in the balls like a front kick. First thing. I said, like, first thing to fight. I actually cleared it with the commission. Asked the lady that ran the commission, if I kick him straight in the balls on purpose, will I get disqualified? And she said, no, but it could be a one or two point deduction. If he can't continue, he might get disqualified. I was like, but just the action alone won't cause it, right? And she was like, no, okay. So I said, even if I said it beforehand, she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, nothing, never mind, good enough. Um, but uh, yeah, we never ended up fighting, but I did plan on kicking him right in the balls first thing for doing the half-ass splits. I feel like you have a lot of plans, Sean, that you plan on doing, but you don't actually do it. Like, there was a plan that you said that you were going to go into the octagon against Mark Hunt and then run out as soon as the bell rang. <laughs> no, that was, that was my brother's plan. He said if I knew, like, if I got touched up a couple times and I knew there was no chance I could possibly win, just wait to get hit with the leg kick and scream out, oh, my God. 
and then take off running, climb over the fence, and sprint out of the arena. Like, <laughs> to the top and he said, I guarantee it'll be a Pizza Hut commercial. Like, Peter McNeely had a Pizza Hut commercial for knocking himself out with a stuffed crust pizza. So he said, like, that has to, you'll be on Sports Center. It has to translate to something. I actually thought about it. Like, uh, then the first time you hit me, I really thought about it. Like, I should probably just run. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, does he hit, everyone's, I mean, obviously, he, he had, he's famous for the walk-away knockout. Like, yes. literally knock people out, and then he's over eating some tacos, looking at you unconscious. Yeah. Does he hit that hard? He hits significantly harder than anyone I've ever trained, sparred, even professional boxers with. And it's the thing with him is it doesn't have to be a wind-up or a long one. He hit me with a – he only got me once good with a short uppercut, and it literally, dude, felt like the end of a hammer hitting me in my forehead. It split my forehead open, but it was just an eight-inch punch. I mean, just barely through a little small uppercut blasting my forehead it felt i felt like his knuckle going through my skull like it was really so it was an like it was really i mean he is harder than betrion oh way harder yeah and matt's going 110 percent all the time so um yeah he, he uh i've never been hit like that in my life not i used to train with tim sylvia all the time i used to train with pro boxers uh i get beat up but i would train with them um just on boxing and i've never been hit like that by anybody to where it was such effortless power, you know what I mean? Just, you could just feel it. Anything, he hit me once on the shoulder, and I was like, damn, it's like when your older brother hit you on the shoulder when you were a little kid, you know? It's like everything carried weight with him, man. Like, it just, how good was Tim Sylvia, by the way? Uh, Tim, when I started training with Tim, is right before he fought the world's second strongest man. I guess he was the world's strongest man at that point. But uh, I didn't know him, so yeah, he, we would uh, we'd go to war, man, on sparring. Um, he likes to do that if he's better than you. He likes to beat the hell out of you. But um, he was better to be definitely standing up and uh, – but we, uh, yeah, we used to go at it, man. And uh, he popped my eardrum twice, uh, got some other damage, but uh, that still not recovered from. Like, I still can't hear on my left ear from sparring with Sylvia. But yeah, I know Mark Hunt's a whole different level, man. Of uh, I don't know, he's just fast and it, just, it hits different. Sure, Tim Sylvia is that Tim Sylvia, like his coach has said, he was the worst guy in the team. Like, Jens Pulver used to light him up. Uh, like, he was like, they would basically say, What are you doing here? And after like three, four years, he was the UFC heavyweight champion. You got to yeah. give a guy like that credit, you know. He doesn't, man. I've always said he doesn't get the credit he deserves to go from. He was 450 pounds, never did a, never played a sport, never anything. And really, he showed up. Those guys were bullies to him. Matt Hughes was a dick to him. Imagine that. But uh, he was a dick to him all the time, uh, you know, nonstop. And uh, even in Matt Hughes' book, he laughs about being a dick to him. But um, he was saying that uh, Sylvia didn't fit in, and he just kept at it. And eventually took enough beatings, he got their respect, I guess, and became UFC heavyweight champ, which is crazy, man. Some of the guys he beat, you know, he beat Arlovsky, uh, I think, twice. Maybe once or twice. Uh, he beat some decent dudes. He beat the world's second strongest man. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Is it – like I was going to say, they said in Ghana, punch, he's one of those people that – they said he hits you lightly. And you yeah. still, you feel like, oh, fuck. My, like, I don't know if I can use this arm again. That's what they said, how hard he hits. And then I, I said, dude, I've never – I have never seen anything like Ngannou in my life. Not Tyson, not anything. I've never seen anybody with that kind of punching power. Not Deontay Wilder. I mean, he goes – when he dropped Cain Velasquez with what looked like a short hammer fist, like he dropped him with it, you know, even though Cain hurt his knee. Um, but, I mean, if Cain admitted later, he was out. Like, I just – I've never – that's ungodly strength, man. I've never seen anything like that. Or It just proves punchers really are born, not made. Man, that's what Ray Seffo told me. I was watching Ray beat the hell out of Forrest Griffin one day at Couture's, man. I mean, just killing him standing up. And he was carrying on conversation – and just piecing Forrest Griffin up and Forrest trying his hardest. And I asked Ray afterward, I said, uh, I don't know if you know who Ray Seffo is, but he's yeah, an amazing kickboxer. Um, he was one that had that fight with Mark Hunt. It was crazy. But um, they, uh, I asked Ray, I said, how long would it take me to get a jab as good as yours? He goes, oh, it'll never happen. I was like, thanks, Ray. He goes, no. Nah. He goes, something like that you're just born with or not born with, man. You know, that kind of hand speed and muscle, you know, explosion or whatever. And it's uh, thankfully for him, he was born with it. But 
Now, yeah, do you think uh, you could, now, do you think you could teach heart? Uh, no. No, I think you can improve someone's heart a little bit, but I think uh, at the end of the day, a guy like Nick or Nate Diaz is always going to have the balls to fight to the death, and other guys aren't going to, you know? So it just uh, – not that they're the only ones like that, but they're, you know, there are guys like, say, Frankie Edgar, who's going to be like that no matter what sport he plays, you know? It's just he's not going to quit. And um, I think some of it has to do with how much childhood trauma you suffered, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's somewhere – no, I, yeah, I think you're right because Masvidal to me seems like he's like that because I think when I watch old videos of him fighting in in the backyards, which is so weird that he was a backyard fighter, he just seemed like he had that dog in him. Even when then he he was really young, and he just seemed like the dude pieced him up a couple times, and he just like okay, and he kept moving forward. He's a he's kind of seemed like you he would think that, but, but then there's guys like Kenny Florian who seem like they come from a pretty wealthy family, you know, soccer player. And the dude has more heart than anybody. So, yeah. I don't – I mean, I would BJ obviously – BJ Penn the same way. BJ was always rich and yeah. got balls, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got balls of speed, too. Um, so, now uh, let's talk about the, the Bellator you fight. So wrong. You say You say balls of speed? What does that mean? Speed balls. Uh, oh, so, my God. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? It's weird when you make Wayne go, mm. Yeah. That was, that was a little out of line. Guess what, Joe? What's up? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Now, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action on Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. How great is that? And you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Check it out. <laughs> I, I, I love BJ Penn. The funniest is like I did a show one time at the, for the UFC Christmas party, UFC gym, and it was BJ Penn and Matt Hughes sitting with each other. And I go, Matt, I almost didn't notice you without BJ's nuts in your mouth. And oh. just fucking destroyed him about like, hey, did you meet your wife on Farmers Only? Just fucking – and he wrote me this long text the next day. He goes, you know what? Normally I don't let someone call me an inbred – this guy's nuts in my mouth, blah, 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 blah. But you made me laugh. Like, he was actually super cool and nice about it. So uh, He didn't yeah. like my book review, I'll tell you that. No, you, you missed it. So, Shank, so years ago on this underground website, MMA Underground is a great website. So, McCorkle wrote a review of Matt Hughes' book, but he, but he made up, like, all these chapters. It started off real and then just went off. And, and the most twisted, fucked up, like, book review ever. And it got, like, nine million hits. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, tell yeah. Me. This before, yeah, this before anybody knew who I was. And I started off just like, he said that he got in a fight with his dad at his own wedding. And I was like, I changed it to he sucker punched his dad at his wedding. Or he said there was a kid on his college team that couldn't read or write. And I said he was making fun of him for being illiterate. Like, I just changed the stories just a little bit to make them worse. And I went down after the first night I wrote, I figured it would get deleted for fighter bashing because the underground used to have that rule. You can't say anything about a fighter you wouldn't say to their face. So I got a hold of the guy, Kirik, who runs it, said, I'll say anything to any of their faces. I'm not afraid of any of them. And so I, uh, I wrote it. I came down the next morning. It had been read 750,000 times, like, in 10 hours. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Like, this is going to be a problem. And then it was linked to, like, Yahoo, MMA, everything. Like, 
like the explosive details. No one, no one checked, bothered to check to see if it was true. They just went ahead and accepted my word for it, but it was all true. And uh, yeah, he hated my guts for a long time. So. Uh, well, you know, you probably sold some books for him though. Dude, yeah. I still people, I still, when people see me, I've been seen in public as of recently and somebody's like, Hey, McCorkle, I know you. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? They're like, dude, that Matt Hughes book review. They, they still talk about that like 12 <laughs> yeah, years when, after the when, when we saw Rogan at the ice house, all he wanted to talk to you was about the Matthews book. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that exploded out of nowhere. I didn't know that was going to get out of control so fast. So let's talk about some fights coming up this week. Uh, Phil Davis versus Pachita. Uh, like I said yesterday, Phil Davis, I think, is the most underrated MMA fighter out there. No one talks about him. I don't know why. He's awesome. He's a nice guy. He's a, he's a role model. And, uh, and, I, and I think he's right there. I think he would be top five in the UFC. I think he would be, obviously, he's number two in Bellator. I think he beats Machida, but it, fucking fighting Machida is like it's hard. It's like it's hard. It's hard it, to train for him. He's movements and the way he just it like that linear kind of pow. Oh shit! Did he just hit me straight down? Yeah, like he's he's really difficult to fight. It's like getting a like a BJ from a born again Christian the first night. It, it's not <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Um, so, who do you think wins this fight, Sean? Uh, I'll go Phil Davis via better wrestling and being bigger. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all right. That that that, that makes sense. I mean, uh, Shane. No, I, I I think honestly, um, he'll win. I think he, again, it's difficult to fight that guy. You can't. Who who do you get to train with that moves like him? There's no one I I can't remember anybody moves like him. I mean, no. I, so I think no, I think Phil. Yeah. No, but I mean, no. be, I think it's gonna be difficult though. Machida no. is that's in his own. Sean, how hard was it for you to pick up wrestling? Because I took it in my wrestling practice with the kids. You didn't know one move. And this is yeah. I didn't pick up too much of it. Yeah. So, like, how uh, hard was it for you to become a wrestler? Uh, I started in jujitsu, so it was really weird for me trying to pick up wrestling because wrestlers always want to. They always turn to their stomach, which you never do. Almost never in jujitsu, and uh, I didn't have a good shot, like double or single leg. Like I didn't have any kind of like. I just wasn't good at that. I don't know. So upper body, I was okay at like the upper body wrestling and stuff. But my, uh, my point was always try to get people to the ground, however, and then just deal with it once we get down there, you know, like it's uh, I was comfortable in pretty much any position on the ground. So as long as we got to the ground, I was all right with it. Although I had a beautiful double leg against uh, Stephen Struve that I didn't plan. It just did, yeah, did you ever actually land a takedown in any of your fights? Uh, I took down Struve. Yeah. Most of the guys I would just uh, on the local circuit, they're easy to take down. I just would get, double unders and pick them up off their feet and sweep their legs out from underneath them, you know, and just fall on top of them. That would be uh, – yeah, I took down Moorcraft. I took down Struve. I got taken down by Mark Hunt, which ended up working out better for me anyway. Um, but uh, on the local, yeah, I mean, fighting local guys, it's not hard to take them down. It's just uh, at that elite level, you know. So. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so then also we got Katz and Gano taking on Gabe Holloway. Uh, I like Kat Zingano a lot. She's, uh, she came to my, for the first time we got to a really bad start. I, I interviewed her on the show. She didn't know what kind of show it was. I asked her about, I don't know, some sex. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. It, it, it didn't go well. It, it, it was kind of, it was like weird, inappropriate, but then funny, but. Yeah, it was like screech. It was one of those things where like, she didn't know what kind of show. And but then she came to my comedy show and we laughed about it and she's super cool. Very, very beautiful girl. Uh, she, I, but she's finding a girl who's, Who's six and five in Gabe Holloway? Um, I don't. They just the Bellator does this, right? They want to build up. They want to build in stars. They they just they 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 bring in a girl that is gonna win. Kind of is that what is that what the plan is here? Looks yeah. like it. 
Six right. and five, that's tough. Uh, I think that's what, that's what they did. They did that with Mitch Rowan. You know, they gave Mitch Rowan two fights in three weeks against both guys he would beat before they tried to set him up with uh, Fedor or somebody, I think, they put him in with after that. But, uh, yeah, they like to give uh, new signees a couple uh, – not e- no fights easy, I guess, um, unless uh, I pick my opponent. But, um, yeah, the uh, I think they like to do that just to kind of introduce him to the crowd, to the Bellator crowd if they haven't been already. I thought she was retiring, though. Did I get her mixed up with Betch Cohea? Betch Cohea had retired. one more fight, and then she's retiring. Is that what it is? Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Never mind. Yeah. But I think that Cass gonna win. I mean, I think it. I think it's just where they throw they throw a body with eyes out to people to build. But, them but it's up. crazy that the UFC doesn't do that. Like Eddie Alvarez, when they sign up someone like that, they throw him to the, the wolves. Like uh, Michael Chandler. Sugar, sugar, I mean, sugar got thrown. I think in too deep. If they who? Uh, sugar show. He got yeah. Well, but I'm saying like when they bring a guy from another organization. Uh, but not O'Malley because O'Malley the came in from the LFA, kind of came up. But when they, when they bring in, like, a name, like, if they sign Chandler, you know they're going to try to almost prove that, like, UFC is the dominant organization. So they're going to throw in a, uh, a guy like Chandler or Eddie Alvarez or even Askren. You know, they give him his first fights against Robbie Lawler. You know, like, they, they give you a tough fight, whereas Bellator will try to make you look like a star, I guess, by giving you some easier guys. Is that – I don't know which game plan is better, to be honest. I mean, it, they both work, right? It just sometimes it seems like they're mismatches on like Bellator's side. Yeah. Where what? You think so? I, I don't I Yeah, don't. I mean you throw a Kat Zingano who was a girl that like was at the top of her game, fought for a UFC title against a girl like Gabe Holloway, who's six and five. Uh what if you look up Gabe Holloway's record, Joe? Yeah, um, right here. And you're wondering what I mean, look, don't get me wrong, anything could happen. And right. Exactly. And we've seen things go go awry, but who has she beaten? Who who she lost to? Um, I can tell you that you're not going to recognize any name of uh, any girl that she's beaten, but you will recognize some names of girls that she's lost to. She's lost to Julia Budd. She's lost to Amanda Bell, Irene Blencal. I mean, I don't even know who these girls are, but she's coming off a win over Alexis Defrenzi. She, no idea who the hell bad. that bitch is, but she, she's not bad. She's not a bitch. She's not bad, that girl, Alexa <laughs> Dufresne. Uh, but not cats. But she's not cats in Ghana level. But wait, um, you, you think that the Bellator? You don't think UFC? You don't think Sean O'Malley was thrown in with a guy that was no? Um, but I, yeah, no. I, of course, I think he was. But he was brought up through the UFC farm system. He went from the LFA to the contender. Right, right. But still, but what I'm saying is, when the UFC picks a guy like Eddie Alvarez, who is the champ of Strike Force. I think he was a champ of one uh, – or before one, he was a Strike Force guy. He was a Bellator guy. UFC picked him. Then they throw him against – his first fight, I think, was against uh, – well, they put him against Poirier or Gaethje. They, they, they gave him some, some really good guys at first. Um, when, they, when they pick in uh, other stars, Ben Askren, they put him up against big guys, whereas Bellator – They'll pick a guy from the UFC and give him easier guys, it uh, seems like. Uh, like you said, Matt right. uh, So you, uh, you think they just basically just um, – that's how they milk them to the top. That's I, maybe, they're maybe they're trying to give him some, some wins that, like, so then all of a sudden they're, like, they look better than they are or, or you know, give them, make them comfortable or whatever. Uh, Sean O'Malley absolutely, I think, was rushed a little bit. I think, I think the Contender Series is awesome, but I think in some ways – you take guys that maybe could have had a couple more fights in the LFA or, or, 
and before they, yeah, yeah. But I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about guys that coming in from other organizations that are stars, um, like like uh, Eddie Alvarez, or you know, because there were so many times people were like, "How would that guy do in the UFC?" Um, and then even when Pride guys came over, they were they, they weren't giving him easy fights. Well, when do you Shogun, think that? I mean, when, they, when Shogun came over, they gave him Stefan Bonner, right? Was it Stefan Bonner they gave him, or they gave him a? They gave Shogun. Who did Shogun lose to first? Yeah, yeah, it was Forrest Griffin. Forrest Griffin. They gave him Forrest, yeah. and he lost to Forrest. Uh, but I think that, I think that Dana likes to say, like, listen, our guys are that much better than everybody else's. In fact, one FC does the same thing. I mean, you look at guys that came over from one FC. Eddie Alvarez got murked in like a minute and a half his first fight. Uh, Sage Northcutt still hasn't recovered from his last fight. I mean, they throw you to the Wolves too. You know, I, and I don't know if that's better than the Bellator system of we're going to let these guys shine with a couple easy, easier fights and then give them our elite guys. I think the UFC version is better. I think it's better to throw you in there with a, a, a fucking monster to really test you right off the bat. I think it's better to do it that way than to give you a false sense of I'm better than this. Sean? Yeah. I think uh, part of it's just a problem with depth with uh... – belt or two because if they sign a guy and put him against the best one or two then where do you go with him after he wins you know so if you got him for six fights or whatever they probably want to get him a win or two so that the uh, and i always like man i like the way it's actually the way the wwf used to do it back in the day where like uh somebody would fight or wrestle the uh brooklyn brawler every week all the way up to the pay-per-view <laughs> like on saturday morning we do brooklyn brawler or jim powers or somebody like that that's an old name but they would wrestle like that, and then the pay-per-view would set up to have a huge match. You know, like I felt like uh, even though all the prides were pay-per-view, it seemed like they set up all year long to have the, the finale at New Year's Eve, you know, where Fedor beats up random nine-foot-tall, 500-pound guys until he fights Crow Cop at the end of the year. The UFC did try to bring Crow Cop along slowly. Remember how that went? He uh, yeah, that against beat Eddie Sanchez, right? and then Gabriel Gonzalez knocked him out and threw a wrench yeah. in their whole plan. So. Yeah, I, I, I love it when wrenches are thrown at it. Don't, don't get me wrong. It, it makes it fun. But I think it also makes the betting lines a lot easier. I mean, if I was if I was going to bet this week, I mean, you'd have to. I would put money on uh, Phil Davis, and then I put money on Katz and Ganu. Uh, Ed Ruth is fighting Taylor Johnson. I don't know who Taylor Johnson is, but Ed Ruth is a guy that's trying to build back up because they thought he was going to be a big star. He lost a couple, but like Raymond Daniels is fighting this weekend. You know Raymond? You know who that is, right, Sean? No, he's like a Muay Thai superstar. I mean, he, he's like a K1 fucking legend. I mean, he's, right. and he, he's, he's fighting a guy who's, who's like, you know, three and two or something. He's four and four. Who's four and four. Like, how do we think this is going to go? Um, <laughs> Not well. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we pretty much know how this one's going to go. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Remember when What's-His-Name got knocked out quickly? Uh, the other superstar that was K1, he got knocked out by uh, – the guy that yelled at his mom during the fight. There was a guy that was fighting, and his mom uh, was Khalil yelling. Roundtree? Remember when Khalil Roundtree beat the Muay Thai guy that was like, everyone was saying how great the guy was? What was and it, Melvin Manhoff? No, uh, uh, Joe, look it up. Uh, All right, hold on. Yeah, yeah, Khalil Roundtree was fighting Chang, an Ultimate Fighter finale, and his mom kept saying, get up, get up. And he looks up and he says, shut up, mom, uh, while he's like getting pounded on. 
And, this, and that, that clip went viral. That got like fucking millions of hits of him saying so. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I were him, I'd probably be like, Mom, you try getting up from this fucking guy. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, yeah. <laughs> Mom, why don't you get in here and underhook this motherfucker a couple times? <laughs> yeah, like, and what would be really Sanchez? funny if he did it? No, no. I'll show you. I'll show you what's up. But I, I think that the main thing is when, when you see fighters – like that, you said it perfectly when you see fighters that they don't have a lot of people that they can put in with them to build them up to make money at the end of the year or down the line. So that's smart on Bellator's part. I think it's smart to build them up, but I still think it makes them have a false sense that they're better. And then when they come to the UFC, sometimes they get murked. Well, it's smart on Bellator, but then again, you're also not seeing the best guys fight each other. It's like... It's like when people watch CM Punk fought Mike Jackson, right? When you, when you watch guys that are not at the elite level fight each other, you, people go, what the fuck am I watching? Like, why am I paying $50 for this? Why am I paying $50? Like, you know, see, that was, a, that was a money grab, too, because... Gokan Saki. Gokan Saki is the guy I was thinking about. Uh, CM Punk uh, shouldn't even been there. That was just, come on. No, no, of course. But what I'm saying is when you watch guys that shouldn't be in there, so when you watch, let's say... Raymond Daniels goes out there and just like spinning wheel kicks this guy to fucking death. Yeah, it'll be, look great for the 10 second highlight, but you're also gonna be like, why, why is this guy in there with him? Like, like, this is not a competitive fight. I'm not watching high level athletes competing against each other. But, I, but no, let's, I'm just gonna go back. I've seen fights where it was top level guys. And then you got another, like Anderson Silva, cause he brought him up, cause you're right. When Anderson Silva was in his prime, he would fight top level guys and make them look like they weren't top level guys. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I don't know if, I, did that make yeah. sense? I don't know if I, I said yeah. it wrong. Yeah, like he'd make them look like, what are you doing with this dude? Like there was a couple times, and Rich Franklin was one of my favorite fighters, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Rich Franklin was the, the truth to me. And he made him look like, kind of like, yeah, you should have been in here with me. Does that make sense what I'm saying? No, of course. Yeah. But, but that, that's one guy, though. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you, like, sometimes when you watch, it, like, fights and a guy's not applying a rear naked choke correctly or people are just standing up or the, the fights are super slow or the punches are super sloppy or the cardio's gone or... I'm like know. watching Brendan Schaub do stand-up comedy. I understand. You know, like, you're watching things and you're like... I got cut off earlier. I was going to say that uh, I, heard a, I heard a fight story from fifth grade one time. It was Shab telling me that, and he referred to it as his senior year, so I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, also, Tyrell Fortune's fighting. This dude is awesome uh, this week. Undercard. Uh, is really good. Rafael Cavallo is fighting a guy 6 0 yeah. Palazzo. Leslie Smith is fighting Amanda Bell. Uh, that's going to be a great fight. Kevin Lee's little brother, Keith Lee, is fighting. Yes, Keith, Kevin Lee's little brother. I don't know where Kevin Lee, he disappeared. He, uh, we used to be like friends, and now he just won't return messages. He got too big for this little old MMA host to No, I saw an interview. He said he needed to kind of step away from it, and he had some stuff he had to deal with. So, I get it, but like, like, like personal life shit. So I think that sometimes you got to do that because I've seen a couple people where they stepped away. I, I, the, the person that stepped away and came back, I've never seen nobody do it like that was George St. Pierre. To be gone that long and come back and win like he did. Yeah. 
That, I mean, that motherfucker right there. Like, I could do. I, I could. I could do one better than that. Who? George Foreman. <laughs> George Foreman. George Foreman was away for like thirty years. It came back. And oh won the shit! Title. You're right. Oh fuck! Adam goes into the computer banks on me. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. I, he was like, he, yeah, it looked like that's right. He beat. He he won at like fifty five years old. He knocked out Michael Moore. Like, Damn. Okay, you're right. Okay, my yeah, bad. He was forty six, I think, when he won that. Yeah. He was forty six years old. Yeah, I won the heavyweight title for Michael Moore. Yeah, because he came back and fought like 20, 20 comeback fights or whatever. He started locally fighting them and uh, won 25. I remember because I was watching it with my dad all the time uh, during that time. But, uh, yeah, Foreman was awesome. That was great. And no no brain damage, no CT, apparently nothing, just a lot of grill soul. So. <laughs> well, is that Hulk Hogan, right? You heard that story? Yeah. He passed on it, right, or something? His agent didn't get back to him. Like, yeah. he, he was like a day late. It could have been the Hulk Hogan grill. Like two hundred million dollars or something. Yeah, it was a George Foreman girl instead. And, and uh, was, I, yeah. I, I've never had one, but uh, <laughs> I heard they're really good. I heard they're good. The grill is really good. So, no, I, I no, you know who else? He, how many? I can't remember his name right now. You're gonna help me. He had a bunch of. He tore his ACL, then he came back and tore his other ACL. Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz would be the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Did not fight for a long time, and still, when he did fight. He just he looked fluid and and won and so there's not a lot of fighters that can do that. I don't well, think. Now, I don't another think. thing that Cruz is gonna fight Frankie Edgar. Um, oh really? Yeah, I think that's a interesting fight. You know, it doesn't really make that much sense because Cruz is coming off a loss and Frankie coming off a win, but they're both like two and three in the division or four and five. They're right there. Um, I mean, they're they're in the top five. I think that's a good fight for Frankie because I don't think Cruz can hurt him, um, really hurt Frankie. And speed-wise, I got to go with Dominic. Wrestling-wise, I would go with Frankie, although he doesn't always use his wrestling. I think this is a good fight for, for, for um, Frankie because speed's the first thing to go. And if there's a time to catch Dominic, it would be now, I think. Uh, and no disrespect, Dominic gets mad when I pick against him. He'll text me going, fuck you, you suck, and blah, 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 wow. blah. So like, like, That's aggressive. He, yeah, yeah. I, That's I, aggressive. Yeah. I, I, I hate picking <laughs> against him. Uh, but, I, but if they fought, I would have to give the advantage to Frankie. Uh, well, you know, Frankie's too resilient. That someone? motherfucker, gets, he gets bludgeoned. And then he some, somehow he rolls off of it and comes back. I, 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 love, I love his heart. Like, heart-wise... I'd say Frankie Gagger would be up in the, my top five. Yeah, same here. For sure, for sure, top five, for sure. Sean, do you like Frankie or? Uh... Yeah, I, I look. I like Frankie in that one. I'm always surprised, though, that no matter how much weight Frankie drops, he still looks way smaller than whoever he's fighting. Like, he used to, you know, fight at 155, then he goes to 45, now 35. It's like he go to 125 and still look 50, 30 pounds lighter than whoever he's fighting. It's crazy, man. Yeah. He, uh, the fact that he fought and won and was champ at 155 is crazy. Um, he was champ for a while, right? One for Jaeger champ. He, 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 yeah, he was. He beat BJ Penn twice. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's a that's a on, on your resume. You got to admit that's a fucking great. Dude, that, dude, that great Maynard fights were like, that was like Man. Rocky. I mean, that really was like a Rocky one, two, and three. I mean, those were yeah. just 
Those are I wanted them to stop that. That first fight against Bader, man, I was begging for it to stop. I thought Frankie was going to die. Like, it uh, just kept getting dropped. I think it was one where he just kept getting dropped over and over. Two. Was that two? No, no, they, they fought that no one knew about. They fought, like, early in the UFC. But two and three were the crazy ones. Yeah. Right. It was, he, was getting, uh, he was getting mopped all around the ring, and I was thinking, oh, somebody jump in this motherfucker. And he just kept going. And that's when I was like, this dude's heart is off the fucking record. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. He's, he's also a good person. Uh, you don't, it's like, I, I wish more, you know, people would focus on the good fight, the good people, the good role models. Then I, I know the Mike Perry's are entertaining and stuff. And, you know, the people like that, the, the you know, they're, they're fun to watch sometimes. It's like a train wreck's always fun to watch. But it's nice to actually have someone that you're, you want your kid to aspire to be like. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying, but yeah, but you know what? Mike Perry's more of a sideshow to me. I know, no, he's a great fighter. I, he can, he can, he can bang. But I'm just saying, I, I always consider people like that sideshow. But then again, Conor McGregor did that and made him, made himself go to the top with a lot of shit talking. A well, lot. Well, if you keep winning, if you, if if you keep winning, Mike Perry, will give you a pass. Yeah, Mike Perry's. He's he's, he's he's fifty fifty now. Now he says he's allowed to use the N word because. <laughs> He's yeah, two, I know. He said, I he's what, 2% black? Yeah. Shang, uh, you being 100% black, is Mike um, Perry allowed to use the N-word? You know what? I've changed my mind about that. My attitude about that is it depends on who you say it to. Sir, like, I wouldn't say that to uh, Michael Jai White. I just, I yeah. just simply wouldn't. Right. But I think that it's in so many rap songs. It's in so many fucking things. I can see where someone can feel like, oh, I can say it because it's all over that song. But there's some people that still have that mentality, like, you say that shit, it's on. And, you know, like, okay, he talks shit about Michael Jai White. I've seen him train. I've been in the gym with him. He will fucking, he could kill Mike Perry. No, he would not. Yes, he would. No, he wouldn't. You don't think so? A 50-year-old Michael Jai White... Ver, he's who's still a monster. Who's never had an actual fight. Like, he's had karate fights and an MMA against a prime Mike Perry who fights the best guys in the world for a living. Right now, he would, he would get killed. Well, he is 50. Okay, he is older. Okay, but I'm just telling you, I, I, he, he got that helter-skelter in his eyes, though. Michael, oh, well, you're great. I'm, I'm sure at LensCrafters, he'd be doing very, very well, but it's not an <laughs> I'm talking about a fucking MMA competition. Look, Michael J. White would beat up everybody in Starbucks for the most part. You know, he'd be the toughest guy at the post office. We're talking about Mike Perry, who trains every day against the best guys in the world. Okay, okay. All right, all you people that's listening. You know right. what's crazy is I said the same thing Adam says, and uh, what's his name? Um... Well, I've got a great story about it. you want to hear it sometime. Um, Please, God, like, how can I not remember his name? Oh, my gosh. He was killing Who was the big white guy that was going to fight Fedor in Affliction before they were friends? I can't remember his name because his name on Facebook is Jay Law, but that's not his name. Um, oh, my gosh. Who's the best? The guy that Travis Brown knocked out with the elbows. Brennan Schaub? No, the big white. Josh Barnett. I can't believe I can believe his name. Uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. I know Josh Barnett. I don't remember his name. Anyway, Josh Barnett told me I was wrong on Perry beating Michael High White. He said he's trained with uh, him and he would beat Mike Perry. I was like, dude, you're out of your mind. And he kept insisting. Did I ever tell you my Josh Barnett story? Yeah, yeah. You did tell us again. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> so when I first get in the UFC, I come across as very arrogant because I was trying to be funny and everybody took it wrong. 
but I'm uh, like being cocky to, in interviews all the time. So I get a message from someone that says Josh Barnett on Facebook, but they only got 250 friends. And it's just a weird emoji, like for a profile picture or whatever. And he's like, uh, hey, man, I would love to train with you sometime. Uh, I can help you set up your after party if you come out here to Seattle. I know you're fighting out here. Anything you need, I can help you with. I thought he was just some weirdo, like named Josh Barnett. I know he's the fighter, Josh Barnett. So I was like, hey, man, I appreciate it, but I kind of like to stick with my own people, you know. But, uh, you know, I could like send you an autograph or something if you want, this or that. <laughs> Not knowing it's actually Josh Barnett, who's a legend, you know what I mean, at this time or whatever in the sport. And so he was like, uh, I end up going to an affliction party in Las Vegas, and my agent says, hey, Josh Barnett's here and he hates your guts. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, just be ready. He said he's going to kick your ass. I was like, well, I wouldn't recommend he do that because I'll hit him with a bottle or something. You know I mean, like he wants to fight for real, you know. And uh, I was like, I'm not fighting straight up if, uh, you know, it turns into a street fight. So I ended up finding out, like, uh, later, much later on that Josh Bar that was Josh Barnett trying to help me out, like, get an after party going because uh, he lived in Seattle and he wanted to help train me, show me some stuff. And, uh, yeah, we ended up making up. And I told him I had no idea it was him, but I thought it was just some weirdo named Josh, just happened to be named Josh Barnett, you know, because it didn't look like him. But that was, uh, yeah, he hated me for a long time. That was funny. See, Josh Barnett, like, told me back in the day he couldn't get training partners. So he would hit up big guys on the internet, like guys that looked like they didn't know how to fight, and would be like, hey, you know, do you want to fight me or train with me? And they would go to the, the YMCA because there was no weight room and just fight in the weight room. And he said that there would be like girls having swim practice and people, and they would look up through the glass and see two fucking monsters just beating the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that's your new show that's the new show like, that, that, dude, Josh, dude, I hung out with Josh Barnett he if Josh Barnett likes you he's, he'll do anything for you like I mean but there's a guy that if if, Josh, if, if he didn't find fighting in his life I, I'm pretty convinced he would be Dexter like he would actually <laughs> like you look in his eyes and, and like Elter Skelter. He got that little crazy. I could see him murdering people, but like he would only kill murderers. Like, you know, like he would he would definitely have like a code. Like, he would just like an old school Viking in 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 regular yeah. time. Like he he reminds me of a Viking. Like like he would literally come and cut your head off and show it to your family. Like he just seems like that. Yeah, holy shit! Dude. Um, by the way, so the, uh, this week, by the way, Hector Lombard, your best friend Shang, is fighting. Bear <laughs> my, best, my best buddy who wants to beat my ass. No, he no, he, he's fighting in bare knuckle boxing against Kendall Grove this Saturday night. Uh, I'm excited. Also, Phil Baroni is off the card for some reason. I guess he didn't get his paperwork done in time. Uh, so instead, it's going to be Tiago Alves against Julian Lane. Let me bang, bro. The guy who wants to bang. Isn't yeah. that sad that that's going to be forever, like, marked on his forehead is that let me bang, bro, clip? That's, that has to be on his tombstone when he dies, dude. That's, that's just, up, like, that's right? a scarlet letter. Wayne, you, know? you are so right with that. I think that that's one of those things I know every day people yell out of cars, let me bang, bro, and he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm having some dinner. Shut up. Let me bang, bro. Let me bang. <laughs> on his tombstone, God, please let him bang. You know? Somebody. <laughs> Well, he finally got to bang. Oh, my God. He seems like a nice guy, though. I, I talked to him before. He actually seems like a really nice person. He just like, wants, just most of the people I've met through, uh, well, I met some people at gyms, but most people I've met through Adam. And I, it, like, from doing the show and just aside from that, at, in Vegas when I do shows, I, they come out, the com they like comedy shows. I'm like, yeah. it's so weird. I look in the audience. I'm at the uh, L.A. Comedy Club, and I'm going, you look and go, is that who I think it is? And it fucks your head up for a minute. Yeah. And, they, and they're super cool. 
But it's so weird seeing them being super cool when you're talking to them. Then you see them in the ring just hammer pissing a guy's fucking eyeball through his ass. I mean, a lot of it at times, it's like a sport to them, number one. Not, I mean, we look at it, some people look at it as a fight. It's also a sport. You know, a lot of these guys are college wrestlers or, you know, jujitsu people. It's sort of like just, it evolved. But also, I think they like comedy and because, and things where like it's we're kind of like all outlaws these aren't like regular professions like when you're growing up and you go to career day like comedian really isn't one of the things you see uh and, and neither is you know cage fighter uh is, so it's sort of people that kind of like went on some different path and they're like you know what i'm not going to do the conventional thing i'm going to make people laugh and, t- and tell dick jokes for a living in a fucking room full of you know drunk strangers uh, yeah no you're right it is kind of a rebelish but it was weird. I saw I was doing a show and Randy, I was like, is that Randy Couture? And I'm thinking, no, that's not Randy Couture. Like in your head, because you gotta keep in your set. Cause you, you can't stop and go, hey, wait, are you fucking Randy Couture? Yeah. And then I come off stage and I'm like, oh fuck, it's Randy Couture. And it's like it just like I didn't see that until later, people gravitating to comedy. Like Well, shout know? out to Randy, by the way. Randy fell off his ATV last yesterday. Uh, yeah, I saw that. With his girlfriend. Um yeah, so but I texted him, he's he's gonna be okay. He, he's a, he, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, I, I did I, hear that Couture was heckling Shang, and Shang was like, "Let me Shang, bro." <laughs> well, what's crazy is that uh, Couture was actually Couture was holding his girlfriend in a baby girl when when they fell. So, uh, what? Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. I was like, "What the?" She's twelve. She's very. Oh, okay. She's, she's a spark plug. She's like the biggest Republican you'll ever meet in your life, and is just fighting with people all day long. And she's hilarious, and she's hot. Mindy, Mindy Robinson. She's like running for congressman in in, in uh in like. Wait, Vegas. I thought you said she was twelve. I'm so confused. No, what no, I'm saying no, Randy's girlfriend looks really young. He looks. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm so confused. Young. I'm, I'm looks, not bullshitting you. Yeah, she does look. Right, young. She's she's in her thirties. She's a, she's an actress. She's but really she cool. Looks younger than that. Tell but, the truth. But she, she's in her twenties. She's hot, but she's also like beyond Trump. I mean, she's like hilarious, and she's fight. She fights with people all day long. She's uh, frighteningly right wing. Like <laughs> even right wing people go, "Will you fucking chill?" Like yeah. she's like that. She's like, like those that. are the most entertaining follows. All because they just fight with well, people. For me, it's just they 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 won't stop when I go. Okay, let's agree to disagree. And then on Twitter, they'll keep saying shit or they'll keep inboxing me to make a point and send me links and shit. I'm going, no. Yeah, but you're good friends with the Hodge twins. And, uh... No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, initially, no, initially their manager was talking to me about doing shows with them because they're not fucking funny. And they had to, <laughs> they're not. I fuck them. They lift all the weights you want. I'll fucking, I'll give you a soloplex punch and it'll be a wrap. But I'm just telling you, uh, I think that people like that, feel like when they're proven wrong, they're like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to prove you wrong even when I'm wrong. And they won't stop. Right. That's why I think right now when this uh, audio comes out of Trump, I want to see what people are going to say now. What are you going to say? He, you heard him. Dude, according to his lawyer, he hired an Obama impersonator to sit in front of him just to, just to fire him. Yeah. Okay, like that is that is the pettiest shit I've ever heard in my life. Not only is it petty, it's like do your fucking job. You're like, the president. Like, but, silly but, shit. Like if I mean, if you don't think all the things he's done so far have deterred people from voting for him, you think this is? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the people on the fence. 
When they when you hear this video, when you hear this audio, on the fence right now. Who, who's on the fence? Uh, yes, people are. I haven't even heard about the audio. What's the audio? Wait, the fence, wait, the fence that he built, like the border fence that he built. <laughs> in wall. Um, no, and and also there's the people that are. There's an audio of him saying that he purposely um, pushed off the um, uh, COVID virus warnings. He purposely did it, and he said, "Yeah, you're supposed to do something." And they interviewer asking that and he said yeah but what's the what's the virus got to do with me very callous and it's like five minutes of him saying just absolutely it's out yet is it out yet yeah heard it. it came out it came out uh early this morning a bunch of i got i'm on the cnn alert and they they sent it and it's all over the news i mean literally not so regular time, news. you're talking the wrong one time somebody wrote like a terrible article about me right just like bat shitting on me for for everything right this is years ago so I, I, t I tell Sean, I go, look at this. And you know what Sean says? I wish someone cared about me enough to write this. So you're talking to, <laughs> you're, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> like this guy, like, <laughs> no, yeah, no. So I just want to see what people are going to say. But I know that the people who listen to the show probably are like, fuck you, Shane. I want to see you, bro. It's all, bro. You, Let you, me back, you bro. The, you ever read the YouTube comments or no? Oh, God. I read, I, I read a few and went, I have to start really – Sharing that. <laughs> no, some people take it really like like right, it. Right. The way I look at it is like, I don't want to have people like, and I agree with you a lot of times. You know, I would say most of the time, but I don't want to have people that I agree with one hundred percent on everything because what's the fucking point of that? You're in an echo yeah, chamber. Yeah, exactly. I, don't I want to have different opinions. Yeah, it's a different opinion, but I just think that some people, like I've noticed on my Twitter, will take it to heart. And when I say, when I say, no, I think he's still a lion orange cunt. Um, and I will say that about the president, he's a lion orange cunt and he is, but that doesn't mean when you see me out at fucking Walmart, we should start fucking fighting. Like, like nobody wants they, to they take it that far. And then, but then the young me would have been like, okay, fuck it. Let's roll. Now, you know, I got kids. I got a little money in the bank. I don't want to fucking fight nobody. Well, it, yeah, but this guy fought, Fucking McCorkle follows people to their houses to fight them. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only if they push it. Yeah, I had a guy. I had a guy follow me not long ago. Actually, probably a couple years ago, I had a guy. I was parked on a side street in a neighborhood. A guy pulls up next to me, flips me off with middle fingers for parking on the side of the road where I'm allowed to like park. Beeps his horns like "fuck you" and pulls by because I made him slow down, even though I was parked in a completely fine place. So, like an idiot, he drives to his house. So, I just follow him from way back about, you know, a couple hundred feet back. I get there. I get out. Um, I was like, flip me off now. He's like, wait, what? Like, he, like he, as if he blacked out the previous five minutes. I didn't know what happened. I said, you just flip me off back there. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, I open hand slapped him in front of his wife and kid that were in the, uh, they were in the uh, driveway, like, standing there waiting for him to get home. So, I said, somebody saw their dad get slapped, like, open hand. And uh, then he admitted and apologized that he had done it. And then, for somehow, my stupid driver's license got left there. I don't know what happened. It fell out of my pocket my wallet or whatever but i get a i get a message on facebook said hey i found your driver's license they give me the address where to get it to right by that guy's house oh, like no. where i followed you from acting so i was like oh this is set up they're gonna try to jump me you know or whatever or arrest me or whatever so i sent my one friend who's a cop to get it um and then he just picked it up from the people and i guess they after they after i smacked the guy he found my license and just politely put it out there for me so he learned his lesson but yeah but i mean that's that he gave you the finger and it was out and about but I think from some of the stuff I've read that Adam writes, which I think is funny. Like, I always yeah. think it's funny. And Adam is extremely funny. I'm thinking, does it piss these fighters off? Because you're kind of... Uh, a lot of times... 
It seemed like they might a lot, of times, a lot of times I'll text the person beforehand and go, hey, you mind if I post this? And then they're like, no, nah, that's fucking hilarious, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, like, or like, I'll know that like Ben Askren is like the best sport ever. Or even like Woodley, I'll text him beforehand or O'Malley. Guys that like, I'm, you know, so if I know someone's sensitive, I'll clear it. Oh, you know, Woodley, Woodley, from when I met him at the dime, he, I don't know if he seems sensitive, but on some interviews he did, but. Um, I, th- I think, I think he's sensitive if he doesn't know where you're coming from. Right. Yeah, but then, like, other than that, he seemed like he was cool. Yeah. But like, if, if, like, if he knows you're his friend, he doesn't give a shit. You know, it's, it's when he doesn't know where he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that, you know, but I think that, but he's, he's a really nice guy and he's a really loyal person. And he's a really good person too, um, and he's a so I got I, I like I hope the Colby Woodley fight ends in a draw because I, I like both those guys like for real. Yeah, but they hate each other so much, and you said it. You know, it's about being professional and going in as a fighter and and, and seeing it's testing yourself against someone else. But I, I feel my, like my, main, my, my main concern about Colby for this fight is that he left American Top Team, um, and then he started his own gym, and he's bringing in his own guys. Because I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, that's usually bad. Bad. Uh, I think thing. that's a horrible idea. When I saw the interview when he was talking about it, I just thought, well, that's a dumb fucking move. And, and then somebody dissed me because I commented. I said, that's not the brightest fucking move. And somebody said, well, fuck you, man. You just love to do what you want to do. What are you against him? I'm like, no, I'm not against him. I just think it's a dumb move. Now, who do you think wins in a fight, Cardi B or uh, or Candace Owens? Cardi B. She's a hood rat. I mean, yeah, she will scrap. I've seen her scrap. She used to scrap on the show um, Love and Hip Hop, and she would just scrap with women, just flat out, just like, what you say, bitch? And then yeah. she would just jump on them and start fucking hammering them. So, you, know, you know who can fight a little bit? It shocked me. Uh, was, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, God, DJ Khaled. I saw him in a street fight video with some guy or whatever, and I figured DJ Khaled would be all talk, this and that. He actually looked like he'd fought before. Like, he looked like he was... Pretty uh, athletic for a dude of size, man. It was a beating the brakes off some dude. Now, Wien Dog, who do you find more attractive, Cardi B or Candace Owens? Oh, Candace Owens, because I'll tell you why. I'm, I think Cardi B is sexy in some points. I think she's sexy, but I'm kind of the person that gets turned off by, like, fake tits and a fake ass and giant 12-inch fingernails, you know? So there's some I would would I have sex with Cardi B? Yes. Would I be humiliated in the process? Yes. Um, but I think for longevity, I think Candace Owens is very beautiful. Like a little, right, but like a you know, they're both beautiful women. Wait, what happened? What if they both had COVID? <laughs> I don't give a fuck, bro. Would you, would, would you do Candace Owens if she had COVID? Now, would you have sex yes. with Candace Owens, Shane? No. Why? I respect my dick too much. <laughs> no, I just feel like my all of a sudden my dick would start making voting against my own special interests. I just don't, I don't, I don't trust her pussy. I think her pussy would probably change me, and I don't want that. No, I just don't. I'm not attracted. She looks like a little boy to me. She looks like a little boy. Look like when I see those Ethiopian eggs, and you hear the song "In the Eyes of an Angel." I just she looks like oh come on, be on her fucking. Face. You don't think maybe you could have sex there and then like. While having sex, it would be like Black Lives Matter or something like you, you yeah. BLM bitch, <laughs> BLM bitch, take all that dick and then get up and wipe my dick on the curtains and walk out. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen the uh, portion of that video where the girl calls uh, the white girl calls the black guy the N word while having sex with him? It is probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
it was going I've around back in the day videos. like she says it to him in his face yeah. like, what like, but then you offended maybe i am a little bit dang you've been with lots of white girls before you've never with a white girl you a lot Okay, have you ever had a white girl say something to you that was like offensive? No, because, no, because you know what? I think because uh, I never give that impression, of, and, and so there's no reason to even go there. Okay. Yeah, like if, if you're cool, like if you're cool with motherfuckers, they can't. Like I've had people that were mad at me, and they go, "Yeah, okay, dude, it's cool," and they walk away because it's like, man, I ain't, I'm not about that. But I'm saying like, like during I, sex, like during sex, you ever have a girl? Oh, during sex, if I had somebody, no. Because I'll choke them. Again. Again. Yeah. I think we might take that part out of the podcast. And I started thinking about the show. <laughs> no. I started thinking about all. I, I started seeing police videos run through my head. And then I just choked the shit. I had a girl ask me to punch in the face. Start, I thought you said you start playing police videos. I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? It's getting weird. It gets kinky. It gets really kinky. I did, I did hear it was weird. You know how we're talking about Mike Perry, if he can say the N-word or not, because he's 2%, you know, black. Um, I heard Brendan Schaub use the three-letter F word the other day, and uh, it turns out it's 23 and me said he's half gay, so it's okay. <laughs> half <laughs> gay. Now, I mean, no offense to that guy, but if you kicked him in the ass, 100 cocks would fall out. Wow. 100. Anyway. Uh, 100. Now, um, so you said a girl said punch her in the face? Yeah, and I was like, I was like I'll give you a noogie. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to – like, the girl told me she wanted me to punch her in the face. Like, I swear. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know a celebrity, uh, a comedian celebrity who's very attractive that loves to be choked out cold during sex. Uh, who, she has a very popular podcast. Uh, Give us some it. hints, dude. So, uh, but she Let's loves- practice code. She loves to be- <laughs> Let's practice code. <laughs> who is it? I'm curious. She loves yeah, to be out. perked up so fast. Uh, it's a female what? comedian? She's yeah. famous? Kind of, yeah, very famous. Now, Whitney now, Cummings? Uh, I'm not saying who it is, okay? Wow. Uh, no, if he just said she was funny, that would have narrowed it down to, to zero. No, there's, there's, oh my God. there's some funny comedians. Very funny comedians. A lot of very funny comedians. <laughs> funny of them. Now, uh, we know, what's the weirdest thing that you've had? You, you had a girl one time that wanted you to point a gun at her during sex. Yeah, and I was down with it. I mean, first it was a knife, a machete that I already had under my bed, which is, you know, it's fine, whatever. I like to experiment and stuff. But then I, I was the one that brought it up. I said, would you like to have a, like, a gun pointed at your head? And she's like, yeah, no problem. And if a girl is like really willing to do like freaky shit like that, chances are she's already done a lot of nasty shit in the past. So she's probably not like, you know, the perfect girlfriend material. You, re- you wouldn't really want to bring that girl home to your family yeah. on Thanksgiving. No, I'd want to bring her home. What are you kidding me? <laughs> really? At gunpoint, you fuck right. Shut I up, guess so, mother. Shut the fuck up, bitch. This is my mother. <laughs> like, what, yeah, like, no. Uh, what made you go? No, not her. What made you go? Hey, would you like a gun to your head? Good Lord, I like it, motherfucker. I'm Where playing around her kinks and her fetishes. I don't get anything from it. I play. No, but why fetishes. did you go to gun to the head? Why couldn't you think maybe cock to your eye? Or, but why you said yeah? Put a gun to your head. Look, I have a two-inch dick, okay? I have to do whatever I can to get these girls off, dude, before they go oh, around wow. town telling everybody how small Wing Dog's dick is. Well, okay, that makes sense. Uh, no. You're scaring me, Wing. <laughs> the craziest one was is when the girl, like, had a heroin overdose in my apartment. Jesus Christ! All right, we can move on now. Let's go back and talk about some fights. I had a girl get mad at me because of pizza. You get, you're, you're like, yeah, she fucking OD'd on heroin. That's what happened. <laughs> what the fuck? I want to be you. Shag, you never had a girl I wanted to put a gun in her head? 
Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, nothing. Man, my sex life is boring. Then I guess because I've never. Had you, you never had a gun, a girl gun fetish, or I mean, you. No, you, I've had a. Uh, my girlfriend wonders all the time. I just say my back, my back, my back the whole time we're doing it, but I don't. Yeah. Is it because your back hurts? Yeah, that was a weak joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to somehow figure out a way to pull Shab into it, and I blanked. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, I've never, no, you know what, Wayne, you need to write a fucking book because I that know, yeah. is just so. Yeah. I mean, he'll have plenty of time when he's in prison. Let oh, me review uh, it. It'll be famous. And then he'll <laughs> review it, 750,000 reads, bam. All right. Well, listen, uh, on Saturday night. Talk about the fights. Oh, yeah. Saturday night, Angela Hill versus the Karate Hottie. Um, first black female to ever have on a UFC card. Um, Angela Hill, not Karate Hottie. Um, I, I think that Angela Hill is going to win this. I do. I think she's going to step up to the plate. She looks great. She's, she seems to be coming into her own. Karate Hottie seems to be kind of fading a little bit. Uh, McCorkle. Angela Hill, 100%. Didn't her grandparents see a UFO or something? Am I crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Tells us. Yeah, I read a legendary famous UFO story. story. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I don't know about all that. Um, I think the Karate Hottie is fading, but Karate Hottie still – has some gas in the tank, and I think she's going to win. All right. Uh, Let me give my two cents really quick. I'm going to go against the grain, and yesterday I picked Angela Hill, but I did a little bit of research, and when I say research, all I did was really look at the past five fights each of these girls have had. Now, Michelle Watterson, her past five fights, you know, she lost to Carla, lost to Joanna. She beat Carolina, uh, Cole K. Witch, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, Felice Herrig. She beat Courtney Casey. Those are some pretty big names in the women's UFC. And then yes. if we go to Angela Hill, her past like five fights, she lost to Claudia Gadelia. She won against uh, Conklax Shashira. She won against Hannah Cyphers. She won against Ariane Kalawasi. I don't really know much of these girls who Angela Hill has beat, but I think Michelle Watterson has the more impressive resume. So I'm going to switch my pick from Angela Hill to Michelle Watterson just based on what I'm talking about, Wayne. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I thought she'd beat Claudia. Uh, Roxanne Modafari versus Andrea Lee. Uh, Andrea Lee's the one that had that boyfriend that was, like, beating her that's, like, on the run. He's a complete scumbag. was, like, her trainer or something. Yes. Super hot, super cool chick. Roxanne Modafari is coming off a loss. Uh, she's tough. Roxanne's, you know, Roxanne's, she was, like, on an eight-fight losing streak. Then she won, like, nine out of ten. This is a tough one. Sean. Uh, I'll pick the girl that fought a man that got beat up by her boyfriend, which I can't remember what her name was. <laughs> And yeah, if she can take a punch from a guy, then right, yeah, we're, not, we're, not, we're not going here. We're not. This is not. I, I still want to have a. It's song. already gone there. All right, all right. So, uh, uh, plus it's wrong. Uh, 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 Shang, who wins this one? Roxanne. Yeah. Ween. Yeah, I have Roxanne via just complete ground domination. Also, uh, there's actually four female fights on this. Justin Keish, she's the girl that that took a dump in the octagon. Um, she got the shit things out of her by Eric. <laughs> Uh, she's awesome though. She actually, afterwards, she wrote shit happens on Twitter. Uh, she came to my show and I made like, like 19 shit jokes in front of her. Super cool. Very pretty girl. A little spacey, but super cool. Uh, she's taking yeah, a little, 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 little out there. Just like, a little spacey. Like, 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 like she won naked and afraid or something. Like she's, she's out there, which is cool. She's, also she's literally that, out there. She's also on that naked. show. Kingdom. Uh, she's fighting Sabina Mazo, who's like 10 and one. Trying to build her up. She trains with uh, trains with Cyborg, 
good fighter, good LFA fighter, good got, got skills. Unfortunately, I think Sabina wins this fight, although I'm going to be pulling for Justin Keish because I like Justin as a person and as a fighter, and I want her to win. Uh, Shang, who wins this one? I, I, you know what? She's, she's weird, but I think that we, I, her weirdness makes me like her. And just It's not a, a technical thing. It's a I like her thing. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Of course. Uh, yeah, meaning, I, 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 I want her to win. Meaning you have I lose a lot of money doing that. You have? <laughs> yeah, betting with my heart. I lose money all the time betting with my heart. It's terrible. Okay. Uh, Although I did find that if I bet, like, against Travis Brown or Brendan Schaub, like, if I bet on them, I mean, I'm happy either way. Because if they get knocked out, I'm like, that oh, was worth 500 bucks. If they don't get knocked out, I'm like, well, I won 500 bucks. So. Do you ever take a dump in the octagon? Do you ever get the shit squeeze out of you? I did not, man. I don't know what it is with guys or girls doing that. Like, I don't uh, – of course, I was cutting so much weight week up, there was virtually nothing in me to go anyway. But, no, I never uh, – I do miss the days we were talking about earlier. I meant to say, like, uh, you know, where a fight's personal or not. Like, after about my fifth or sixth time, I couldn't get mad before I fought anymore. Like, that's what I did to get rid of the fear, the fear of losing or the embarrassment, you know, or whatever. I would get mad. And then if I was mad enough, I'd fight an animal. Like, it didn't matter, you know. But then once it becomes like a job, it's really weird because you can't get I, – I would try to get emotional and I couldn't, you know. Like, i try to get mad about before a fight. And then uh, – I don't know. It just got weird. Like a dude would hit me in the face real hard. I'd be like, man, that was a good punch. Or if I hit a dude, I'd be like, ah, I know that hurt, but like nothing personal. It, uh, I wish I could have turned it on like I did in that uh, bar when we were in Illinois. <laughs> uh, Bellator, Saturday night, they have a secret card. Uh, they don't tell anyone about the- I love Bellator because you have to actually look for their fights. They don't actually tell you when they are. Right. Uh, no, advertising. no advertising. You have to know three people uh, and a password. Yeah, the the secret know. word is ru- like Rubinar. Uh, they're, they're on the zone, which, uh, by the way, is being sued right now by um, uh, Canelo is suing Oscar De La Hoya and the zone for $250 million for not letting him fight that much and for holding him back. Uh, but anyway, Juan Archuleta is taking on Patrick Mix. Should be a good fight. Archuleta is like 25 and 2, great fighter. Patrick Mix is undefeated and looks like a fucking world beater. I don't know who wins that fight. Hopefully, Juan. Uh, but Mix is really good. Uh, John Fitch is taking on Neiman Gracie. Uh, Gracie's also he, – he's only lost to Rory McDonald. John Fitch, we don't know what he has left. Uh, but – I think yeah. Fitch is done. I'm, I'm not – don't get me wrong, I like Fitch. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a wrap. I mean – He looked both. good in his last fight, though. He did look good in his last He's got to be 40-something, isn't he? he 40-something now? He's he he got to be 42. up there. Close. He's close. Uh, Deanna Bennett who I like a lot, super awkward, hot, fun. Her post-fight interviews are just bizarre. Take it on Liz Carmouche. Uh, what, what was her name? Is like uh, Gorilla or something? It's like something crazy. It is. Uh, Galil- oh. Girl, girl Rilla. Girl, yeah, Girl Illa. Oh, I see what she did there. That's uh, I see what she's doing. Liz Carmouche. Um, who wins this one? Carmouche. Yeah. I always go with the name UFC fighter because they've been through more. So. Well, no, I mean, yeah, Carmouche, because, uh, like, sometimes even if you, you fight people that have already been in the UFC for a long time or they fight for a long time, you got to always put that factor of just, you know, experience. Bigger stages. Yeah. Well, listen, that's our podcast. We covered a lot. We covered, uh, we covered sex. We covered fighting. We covered racism. Uh, Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub. We've covered it all. McCorkle, I can't thank you enough. You're one of my favorite people ever. Uh, Me too. Man. And I do got to tell you real quick before I go. Um, I was hanging out one time recently with Brendan Schaub, like a few months ago. We were going down the road, and I saw a uh, cow. Did you hear the story yet? 
No. The cow that had its uh, horn stuck in the fence, and I felt bad for it, man, because we're in the middle of nowhere, like in Texas. He was probably looking for a house in Austin, not because Joe Rogan's living there. Um, but I saw a cow with his head stuck in a fence, and it's what we go up to, and it's a female. So sure enough, you know, I started looking around. I was like, well, what's the difference, you know? So I dropped my pants and started giving it to the cow, you know? And Brendan Schaub, after about five minutes, he's like, dude, come on, man, enough. It's my turn. I said, okay. So he went over and pushed the cow all the way and stuck his head in the fence. Oh, that did really happen. Is that a true story? No, wow. No, unfortunately not. Well, unfortunately not. I, I, I had no idea that happened. Uh, yeah, it was weird. I didn't see that coming. You learn something every day uh, about Brandon Schaub on the show, people. Uh, That's hilarious. So every one of your Brandon Schaub bits, I mean, even the one that you think don't land, they land. They always land. They Someone always. loves him somewhere. I haven't heard from Schaub in a while. It's crazy. Yeah, me either. Well, you <laughs> I know, was hunting in Austin, I heard, because that's always been his dream. Joe Rogan moving, they said it really it affected him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Uh, can you imagine, seriously, can any of you guys imagine, like I like Adam and I like Shang, all you guys, but I'm not moving where I live just because you do. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like if you, right. if you decide you're moving to Houston, I'd be like, dude, I'll visit you out there. That'd be he cool. Really like, moving to Austin? That's in my dream. I just want to live in Houston. Wait, is he really moving to Austin for real? Uh, I've heard that through about three different people. He's house hunting in Austin. So, wow. Because it's always been his dream. He's always wanted to live in Texas. He's been trying to get out of L.A. forever. That's what he said. So I'm like, really? Wow. Seems like it was a recent development. I wonder why. Listen, if one of my best friends who has over $100 million in the bank account wants to move anywhere in the world, I'm probably going to follow them too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially uh, if they're your only lifeline. Exactly, dude. It's funny if like, he moves there and then Rogan moves back. <laughs> you imagine he just keeps fucking moving back and forth <laughs> like it's just a quick real estate flip my plan all along yeah but doesn't he have a kind of a thriving comedy career on his own he does yeah oh yeah no he doesn't he, do, he doesn't need Callan or, or rogan he's got it anyway listen what, what, are you kidding i could talk that was sarcastic or not i know i, I know since Callan got in trouble his uh, his views are down to about a third of what they were on the um whatever that show was and Theo Vaughn's moving to Nashville so he's gonna be in trouble he's got he's got to he got to put the leech fillers out quick and find somebody else on the way up wow well, listen this is this is this has been very informative uh, thank you guys so much for watching the show see you guys next week see you guys thanks man